0: Hey friends, welcome to Thursday, April 13th. I am pre-recording today because Dana and I today, I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday are teaching a marriage retreat in Chattanooga and we'll be back Saturday. So pray for safe travels. We'll also get to see Dr. Sisk while we're there and spend some time with him, try to encourage him. So pray that we'll be a blessing to the churches that are coming to this marriage retreat and uh, that we'll encourage them. That's why I'm dressed a little bit casual today because we're going to be traveling and flying and so I'm trying to be comfortable. So anyway, very quickly, we're in Psalm 76. I'll be brief today and uh, we come towards the end of the Psalm. God is, uh, the Psalmist is celebrating God's victory over angry people and God uh, bringing judgment to Sennacherib's army of the Assyrians who were defeated outside of Jerusalem, 185,000 of them. So verse 10, we pick up from yesterday. We saw verse 9 in the gospel, when God arose to judgment to save the meek of the earth, all the meek of the earth, selah. That little word selah means rest. It's a musical term. Uh, But it's like catch your breath and think about what we just talked about. The music's gonna transition and then the song picks up. So verse 10 says, surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. I love verse 10. It's a bit ambiguous, but let's... Let's let's unfold it for a minute. Okay, in the context of these angry, uh, this angry army coming in against Jerusalem, and this angry king Sennacherib, um, the, the, the the idea here is God can take the worst enemy and the anger, the the the, the blustering, fire-breathing anger of that enemy, and turn it into His praise. <laughs> Like like even the angriest, worst criminal behavior on planet Earth, God's gonna somehow turn that into a good work. It's Romans 8, 28 through an Old Testament lens, through an ancient Israel lens, that the wrath of man shall praise thee, okay? Um, and then I love the semicolon and the remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. So um, basically, God is in total control of even um, the tyrants, even the enemies. He's in total control, and they're either being restrained by him, or to the degree that they're not being restrained, God's going to redeem and transform and, and bring good. He's gonna boomerang their wicked intentions to come right back into being used to praise him for some eternally good purpose. Now, there's great mystery here but we, we think of, I think of uh, Joseph's story. God, uh, you meant it for evil, Joseph told his brothers. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And that's the sense of this verse, that when evil th- devices come against us, uh, God's either gonna restrain it from doing its, its worst, or he's going to redeem it, maybe both, redeem it and turn it into his good purposes. Let me drive home one particular application for this verse, and then we'll call it for today. You may be the recipient of some terrible injustice in your life, maybe your workplace, maybe something's working against you, maybe people are lying about you, maybe someone hasn't given you what you deserve, Um, maybe someone cheated you, maybe in your past someone abandoned you or abused you or did some terrible injustice against you. In this life, um, now, I'm not saying don't work appropriately in the system that God gives us in America, in the system of justice, as flawed and and insufficient as it is. But understand this. If you do have some criminal recourse, some civil recourse, even then, even if you win, um, the wound will will likely still be there. The memory will still be there. Um, the, The injustice may actually grow on some level. You you may not find the healing you're looking for. You may not experience the resolution you thought would happen. The void of your soul may not be filled. Um, You may carry that injustice for a long time or maybe for the duration of your life. But you can rest in this hope and certainty. God is a God of perfect, righteous justice. And if he is your savior, first of all, your healing comes from him not from the courts, not from some person experiencing vengeance, not from some temporary uh, outcomes. Your healing, your fullness, your um, wholeness really comes vertically from Jesus. And I'm not trying to minimize the injustice you may have experienced. I'm saying God is bigger. And who he defines you as, your identity in him is bigger than than that event or those events or those situations. He can... Bless you in far more exponential ways um, than any kind of temporary civil or societal kind of justice. He can elevate you well beyond the injustice that you've experienced. So go vertical for your deepest healing and your truest sense of justice. And then go eternal. Go vertical and go eternal. Listen, this life may not give you the justice that you hoped for, but God will. He will right the wrongs. He will write the record. He is a God of judgment. So put your hope in him. Be his child. Sit at his table. Feast from his grace and mercy every day. Move forward in your life. Don't be defined by what somebody else decided to do. Don't be defined by circumstances. Be defined by your heavenly father. Take your identity vertical. Take your blessing source and stream vertical. Look forward. Let God take you forward. Trust him to turn what happened to you into something good and he will, and then trust him in the end to overcome it with good and even to turn it into praise. Let him turn it into praise in your life um, and you will experience God's ability to work grace and mercy out of even the most tragic forms of injustice. I know we covered today some deep territory. Go back and rewind and listen to it again. But it is so, so essential to you living the life that God wants to give you. Happy Thursday. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.